Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, we begin. I want to talk to you about a force that I see in a lot of people, a force that makes them unengaging, a force that repels people, a force that distracts them from the best they could be, a force that keeps them from the maximum impact they could have in the world and upon those closest to them. And the reason I want to talk to you about this is it's also a force that those of us who are striving to be good men could be guilty of. It's a force we could have in our lives. It's a force that could be affecting us. So let me tell you what this is. Uh, I, the, 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 the Bible verse that is my favorite and also the most terrible warning for me uh, is a verse from Jonah 2.8, and it says, Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. So I'm starting with a Bible verse in a way I normally don't in these podcasts because these are words that live in my mind all the time. What am I making the center of things? What am I idolizing? Uh, What am I exalting in my life that is keeping me from walking in grace, in good things, in blessings, in happy stuff that could be happening in my life? I got to tell you, because I work with a lot of leaders, I work with a lot of high driving, high charging people. Uh, You know, we do we do speaker coaching and I consult and all kinds of things. So I'm constantly listening to leaders. I'm constantly uh, working with prominent people. I'm constantly working with successful people. I have I have watched carefully and I've come to realize that the thing that separates them, the thing that divides those who are engaging and and generous and big hearted and of maximum impact, the kind of person you want to follow around for the rest of your life. And the, and the other side, the other group of people um, who have a, a kind of a repelling aspect to them. Um, they, they, they kind of, they, they don't really draw people. They don't really draw out the best of people. Um, they, they tend to cannibalize relationships. They, they, they tend to not be um, as, as great a leaders as they could be is, is a single thing. And that is they are preoccupied with themselves. They are preoccupied with themselves. You know, one of my friends has a joke. He said, we'll be talking about him. And, and, and uh, then suddenly he'll go, well, well, enough about me. I tell you what, let's talk about you. What do you think about me? He's just joking now. But the point is that he's aware, of course, the conversation has been largely about him and he's uncomfortable with it. But many people who are successful, who are leaders, who are prominent, who have accomplished things, uh, who have good stuff happening in their lives, what happens is they get unbelievably self-absorbed. They talk about themselves. They think about themselves all the time. They they focus on themselves. Um, when the conversation comes up, they immediately move the conversation to what's going on with them, what's successful about them. They tell the same old stories about their success or the moment they made their first million or the moment that they had the idea for their business or, or, or you know what somebody said nice about them. And often they've worked this into a script that they can tell somebody they've just met in the first five minutes that you, you'll find out everything that's ever happened in their life that's good, whether they have a Grammy or an Oscar or whether they got this or that award or they have a doctorate from Harvard or whatever it is. And I got to tell you that while these people have a measure of success, because sometimes people are impressed with that, um, the fact is that they tend to repel. 
They tend not to draw out the best of people. They tend not to make things happen in glorious ways. They tend to not ascend. They tend to not be transforming leaders. They tend to not do tremendous things. And I got to tell you that, that I'm concerned about that with those of us who are trying to be good men, who are trying to accomplish amazing things, because uh, as men, that is, because we could very much inadvertently be the same way. We could very much so focus on ourselves, so focus on improving, so focus on our impact on our son, our daughter, our wife, so focus on what we're trying to accomplish as young men in college or, or, or serving where we are, so focus on trying to be manly men and even build our band of brothers. All things I talk about in this podcast, all things I care about, but at the same time, uh, things that can draw us inward, things that can make us self-absorbed. Um, I actually sat at a restaurant once by myself, and I sat near a young man who had obviously been impacted, perhaps by me, definitely by some other people who were uh, talking about uh, noble manhood. And he was, I think he was on a date. I don't think this was his wife. I think he was on a date. And he spent the whole time talking about what he was learning about noble manhood, great manhood, about how to be a good man, what true men should do. He was boring the heck out of his date or his young wife. Um, he was completely talking about him all the time. Uh, he was he was just a completely self-absorbed in the whole thing. And I, I could tell that she desperately wanted to be somewhere else. She desperately wanted to, to walk out. In fact, when I just walked by the table to leave, she almost, she didn't even know who I was. She hadn't even seen me yet. She almost looked at me with a desperation that was like, rescue me, even though we, we didn't even know each other. But she just, any other human contact, she was preferring over the one she was in. And yet this young man was doing the right stuff. He was excited about the right things. He was consumed with the right stuff. But he was making it all about him, all about what was going on inside of him, all about what he was doing, all about his projects, all about his push-ups, uh, all about the stuff that, that he wanted to be about as a good man. And he wasn't, in fact, at that table being a good man. He wasn't actually in that relationship being a good man. So the reason I quote that verse, the verse that is the scariest warning to me from the Bible, uh, is that we can engage in a kind of a self-idolatry. We can become preoccupied with self, even in the attempt to be noble and good men, even in the projects we're doing, even in the things we're reading, even in the things we discuss in this podcast and in all of our great man work and the things you're getting from other authors and, 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 and you know, from Dr. Peterson and others, all the ones you may be listening to. We can become self-absorbed as men and become arrogant schmucks and not be engaging, not be freed from the idolatry of self. And this is, this is a huge mistake, and it's something that I'm sure I've been guilty of, and I want to call us all out on it. Uh, I want to be a good man, but a lot of being a good man is being freed from self. There's an early phase where you have to focus on yourself. You focus on your words. You focus on your, your body. You focus on your, the way you treat other people. You focus on your band of brothers. You're, you're about yourself. You're, in, you're involved in self-improvement, and that's good, and that's fine. That's what we want to accomplish. But ultimately, it should produce a freeing from self. Ultimately, it should produce an investment of others. Remember, I teach all the time, you have a destiny, but your destiny is fulfilled by investing in the destinies of others. You don't want the legacy you leave in the lives of your children to be that you were constantly preoccupied with yourself and you sucked them into your vortex. You don't want your wife feeling like she has completely lost herself in the vortex of you, your life, your ego, your vision, your dreams, your business, your desires, your home, your comfort. 
You don't, you don't want that. You want them to feel them investing in you. You want to, it to be genuinely true that you care about them, that you're intrigued with them, that you love them, that you're concerned about their soul, that you're concerned about anything that concerns them. You want the same with your friends. I got to tell you, frankly, I think it's a business principle. I work with a lot of old school, successful people who have built on principles their granddaddies taught them and what have you. And they talk about leaving stuff on the table and they talk about caring about their competition. They talk about caring about the people who work with them. They talk about investing in people. And I'll tell you what, there's a real difference between that and the new style business as war, I'll conquer you kind of approach to business leadership. So there's a, there's a, there's a threat we have here. There's a thing we got to pay attention to. There's a thing we've got to be aware of. And that is that in our attempts to be good man, men, that we can actually end up uh, becoming self-absorbed. We've got to grow out of that phase. We've got to get to the point where what we're doing is looking up, looking at those around us, realizing our power as men, realizing our gift with words, realizing uh, the, the, the calling to investment that we have in other people, and then actually making that investment. I don't want Bev to be a project on my path to great manhood. I don't want my wife to just be feeling like she's one thing I tend, like the the house, the car, the kids, the dog, and and my my push-ups, you know? I, I want her to feel like she's loved because she is. I want her to feel invested in. I want her every concern to be my concern. I want to hear her heart. I want to know what she's feeling, when she's grieving, when she's hurting. I want to know when she's victorious. I want to celebrate those things. I want to draw her out. I want to help and coach and contribute as I can. That's what it means to be a good man. And if I stay in the early self-absorbed stage, then I'll never really rise. You know, I, I, as I've shared with you before, I helped just a tiny, tiny bit chaplain the Washington Redskins. And when I talk to these guys and I hear them talk about their philosophies and I hear them talk about when they're really in the zone, you know, when they're really in the zone, they're not thinking much about themselves. In their early days as rookies and, you know, maybe in high school, college, they thought a lot about themselves. They had to. They had to learn where to put their feet. They had to learn how to come off the line. They had to learn how to best catch the ball. They tried six or seven different ways, and then they had to move on. They had to get their bench press up if they were linemen so they could handle those big galoots they had to man manhandle down there in the pit. But in time, as you get to be a pro, as you get to be where you're in the zone, as you, as you get to where you get to, you're really playing your professional best. I got to tell you, self falls off your mind. You might be talking about yourself all the time in terms of other things, your money or your investments or your awards. Uh, some of these guys are self-absorbed in that sense, but they'll tell you behind the scenes that when they're running down the field to catch that ball or when they're passing or when they're going out or when they're blocking or they're doing other things, they're in a zone. And, and what they do comes automatically to them because they've practiced and been so careful. So the zone really is a state of selflessness. It's, it's, it's not, a, not a state where you're thinking about every, where every hand goes and whether the coach is watching and what the camera will catch and, and what your contract's going to be next year. You're thinking about you're in a flow. You're in a selfless flow. And that's what we want to accomplish here with manhood. We want you to be a man, be a generous man, be invested in others. I recently went to a conference and I had invited a friend and I, I love this friend. I have to tell you though, every time I heard him have a conversation, he was completely self-absorbed. And I want you to know, I saw a lot of great leaders in that room. I think two things. First of all, my friend did not gain from these leaders what he should have gained because he constantly had himself on his mind. I'll tell you the second thing. People left that conference following these other leaders. No one followed this guy. 
No one wanted to go with him. No one wanted to invest in what he's doing. No one wanted to get back to their hometowns and and replicate what he was doing. He engaged no one. He's a legend in his own mind. He's not building legendary things with others. I don't want that for you. So I want you to invest in yourself and be focused on yourself as much as you need to be. Don't misunderstand me. But always be aware that the goal, the goal is that you ultimately get in the flow, that you are doing these things relatively effortlessly because you've practiced them and you've worked at them and you love people and you're giving, you're, you're freeing yourself of self to pour into them. Let's not engage in a kind of idolatry of self that causes us to miss the grace that could be ours. Let's engage in an investment in others that frees us from self, but takes the best that we are and gives it to them. The goal is to give yourself away. The goal is to not build a monument to yourself that preoccupies you all your days. I think you know the difference. I think you've probably done a sport where you're completely selfless. Your, your mind is not in yourself. You're not thinking about your body, your feet, your, your bruise. You're not thinking about anything like that. You're just doing it and you're in the flow and it's beautiful. That's the life we want as men. So even if we're not quite there yet, let's make it the goal because this is one of the arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 